Hello and welcome to the Cynic Reaction, reacting to Celtic's uh, game against Rangers at Ibrox, in which we drew um, one each with a, a late equaliser from our good friend Kyogo Furuhashi. I am your host, Christopher Gallagher, uh, and I'm joined today by uh, Christopher Samani. Hello, Christopher. Uh, hello, Christopher. Uh, wee bit dazed <laughs> after that game, so yeah, good to be here. Plenty to talk about. Oh, yes. Yes, lovely stuff. Uh, Alan Edgar's also here. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Um, much the same. We need to settle ourselves in here. Just bring, uh, bring it down a wee bit. Unlike Celtic, we need to settle down and get into the reaction. Uh, my, our good friend Marcus McLeod's also here. He'll be doing the beer runs for us. Thank you, Marcus, for getting involved, as always. Oh, he'll be doing a 10k. Oh, he'll be doing a 10k. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, uh, if you want to kind of phone in and chat, uh, 07457 if you like, 07457 if you've got any points that you want to make, uh, come on live and talk to us about your thoughts on the game. Uh, we're going to give our thoughts on the game. Um, what are your thoughts on the game? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm still kind of uh, a little bit rattled. Uh, watching the game with uh, Chris Omani, uh, Alan Edgar, Marcus McLeod and Stuart Duggan was quite the experience. Uh, there was a lot of shouting. There was a lot of, what, are you, what are you doing? Oh, just you players right behind us and she watched the game with us as well and you never never mentioned her. Oh, and Claire's here as well. Oh, we've got a caller. Do you want to hear the caller? Yeah, go bring the caller straight in. Bring the caller straight in. Oh, I've missed the call. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I have missed the call. Uh, if you can call back, that would be ideal. Uh, I believe it was Andrew. So, um, <coughs> Chris, how are you feeling about it? Um, delighted. Absolutely delighted to get a goal as late as that. The goal, in terms of the league race, I don't think can be understated. That'll probably settle into your thoughts a wee bit more later on today. Well, maybe not if people are drinking more, but certainly tomorrow, you'll realise that that was a massive body blow for them. And for us to get a goal after a performance like that, and I'm sure we'll dig into it. A wee I'm bit going to bring more. Andrew in. Come on, Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Are you there? Hi, yeah, Rita. How's it going? It is a relief because I think we didn't play as well as I thought we would. I think Andrew his team collection wrong. I think I messaged you earlier on and about Forrest starting, and he was just a waste of waste of years every day. He'd wasn't showing up. I thought Johnson played well despite what he had in front of him. And we just seemed to absolutely bottle it for the first 15 minutes of the second half. And a wee bit of luck maybe near the end when we were pushing and made a couple of breaks. But that's the answer is we never So that's a good one. Uh, Samani, sorry, um, Alan, you're kind of th- that 15 minutes kind of bottling it, bottling it a little bit. It's hard to argue against that, isn't it? Yeah, you made, <clears throat> you made really bad decisions that could have cost you, well, three points. Um, you were comfortable in the game. You didn't play particularly well the last 10 minutes of the first half. You opted not to make changes at half-time. And I think, to be honest, I think Andrew's spot on. I thought James Forrest was really poor. I think he was, I mean, I think we were all quite surprised to see him come out for the second half. So, yeah, yeah it is. And I think, you know, we were talking just during the game. And I think one of the things that maybe you could level at the manager, not just team selection from the start, but not changing it at half-time when you were really poor, it's almost that kind of acceptance of a bit of mediocrity and I think that was quite disappointing. So no arguments there and I mean the the five, six minutes after half time was just bad decision after bad decision, not just for the goals, but generally just slack and it, it was just a continuation really of maybe a, a poor 
you know, finish to the first half for us. Uh, Chris, your thoughts on that kind of, as Andrew says, that sort of 15 minutes? Uh, total sucker punch. Um, I mean, the, 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 we're talking about how earlier on in the game, when I'm saying they, I'm talking about the commentary team, about how we didn't allow Rangers to come out. I thought they were going to do that as well and, and, and take it to us from the first minute of the first half. We didn't allow to, uh, for them to do that. I mean, we can, it's easy to forget. We absolutely dominated that first half hour to the point where the crowd were on their back. But then in the second half, that's the exact playbook that they used. They pinpointed our weakness, which was on the left-hand side when Taylor went off. And yeah, it was it was awful to watch because it was a playbook that we'd seen before and you're thinking surely we'd learn some lessons here. Um, yeah, but um, aye, I'm still I'm still dazed here. Now. <laughs> you're like a boxer, just kind of thinking. Hey, Andrew, any positives you want to take from the game? Oh, definitely. As I say, we we fought to the end. I thought Moy played well when he came on, brought yeah, a bit of stability absolutely. in the middle of the park. Um, Juranovic had punt him for nothing after that. They had him. To be honest, after that, he was a disgrace we've, when he came we've on. We've got another caller here, Peter Lowell, coming on now that you've said that. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> aye, that'll be me banned to sell it back. But um, uh, aye, definitely. CCB was fantastic. Just a, a dominant performance for him when we needed it. I yeah, think he kind of. Near the end, he started to take decisions away from Starfelt, where he would commit to the tackle and not allow Starfelt to potentially make an arse of it because he was a bit scary of the day. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was just it's, the, the one thing about maybe a wee bit of a negative again. The one thing that straight away I started getting raging about Forrest was when Maeda put that cross in. Yeah. And you know, if it was a Jota or an Abada that they were going round the blind side of yeah. Barisic again, again. Like, it's not as if we don't know that he's an absolute diddy <clears throat> and tapping that in. And Forrest was just doing what he does and waiting for the ball to come to him. And I think that's just one of... I don't I don't always get annoyed at Ange. It's very hard to. Um, but I think that was just quite a, a strange decision to start with. And then, But yeah, we fought hard. Um, I'd have been, I said before I'd take a point because I don't think... I think that's us, what, three points ahead now on Beal maths. So... Um, <laughs> With two games to go, so we'll need a draw for the next Celtic Rangers game, and that's all. Actually, so I can I interrupt you? I've got James Forrest's lawyer is coming in. Uh, hello, Alan, if you'd like to come in and defend James Forrest. <laughs> no, not at all. I don't think. I, I think it just does a wee irony in that Forrest, probably aside from the bug to Jota, the reason he was probably playing today is because Ange wasn't happy with the movement of the wingers in the yeah. Livingston game, which kind of started the period where Jota dropped out. Now, I, I know obviously you mentioned debugging around the team. If you're, if you're fit enough to be on the bench, you're probably fit enough to contribute some part of the game. So it's a kind of slight irony that you bring another player in and they give up. And it is a, that is a great opportunity. Forrest is always looking for the cutback as opposed to be the man at the back post. Yeah, But your role in that today was to just... Put yourself in there. I mean, when that we gave that chance up, I think that was at one nothing as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and I think we were looking at that, thinking you go two up, two nothing up. That crowd would have, they would have turned quite and badly. Up, um, yeah. And that felt like a lot of the. I mean, I'm delighted that the point is, I'm ecstatic, ecstatic with it. We'll talk about the performance, but if you'd gave me a point yesterday, I'd have been delighted with it because of the dynamics of the league. But we did look determined today to bring the crowd back into it and almost give Rangers that bit of encouragement. With the flip side of that being maybe then we could go and attack. After we scored the goal, we offered very, very little going mm. forward. And we were just really, I thought going forward, we were really, really wasteful. There's was a lot of yeah. uncharacteristically poor performance today. We obviously will go through the players, but 
a lot of really strange performances, I thought. Uh, Andrew, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for getting involved, sir. Cheers, man. Speak to you later. Have a good one. Take care. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Uh, lovely stuff from Andrew. Uh, if you want to get in co- on contact like Andrew, 07457 402 992. Um, Chris, it's, you know, you made the point a, a couple of minutes ago. We're recording straight after the game and it is hard to kind of gather all your thoughts together to be, you know, as coherent as maybe you'll be in a couple of days. But um, just equaliser, just fucking Yaldi, by the way. It was huge. I mean, Alan and I immediately thought he was offside because I can't remember who was in the middle that played him on, but... Um, you couldn't see it from the initial camera angle. It might be Barisic. I think it was Barisic, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, Barisic exactly. because at that, because immediately, you know, we got up to kind of celebrate, but then stopped because, far, obviously, um, and, and thought it might be chopped off. But to do it at that moment, at that time, after that performance, is massive. I mean, it's a real body blow for them because of some of the narrative that's been coming from the manager. Andrew was talking about, you know, Beal maths and stuff like that. It's some of the stuff that's been coming out of his mouth has has been just mental, to be perfectly honest. And it's good to shut them up. That's what you wanted to do. And there's different ways to shut them up. You know, you shut them up by going and doing them or whatever. Oh, also, right, calm down. There's different ways to shut them up. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You go out to their house with a glass bottle, do you know what I mean? One of them, Chris, though, is playing like that and still taking a point in the last minute with that finish. Um, and I, I'm sure we'll talk about it a bit more, but Aaron Moy was instrumental in terms of Turnaround. A, a turnaround attacking impetus with that play. You know, he was taking risks, he was playing balls further forward. A guy who, myself included, thought that his role would be more of a kind of Cameron influence and retaining possession and kind of recycling the ball. But what he's proven is that he's a guy who can still have an impact going forward. And I thought he was I thought he was really, really good when he came on. I was very pleased to see it. Very unlucky not to start today. Um, but I think he deserves massive credit for his role, not only in the equaliser, just in terms of turning that around when... Uh, the chips were down. Uh, like, kind of from a reaction point of view, kind of get back to the kind of our, our usual kind of kind of uh, structure of how we do it. Uh, Alan, what was your kind of thoughts on the, the team? Obviously, there'll be a lot of talk about the fact that Johnson started. This was his first start for Celtic. This was his first start when he's been available for Celtic. Um, were you surprised he him and Forrest started because they're obviously the two kind of outliers from the the standard sort of teams from starting at least. Yeah, I think I was. I think Johnson. First of all, you're surprised because. It's a huge game. It's not even, you don't even have the joy of it being a home game against Rangers. So it can be very fast. Yeah. Um, it can be quite aggressive. And you don't know the standard of the league until you kick a ball on it, quite simply. So it's, you know, it's, it's quite difficult. But, you know, that's a decision that I think the manager certainly can stand by. And that was a positive. Forrest has been doing well. But to start him at Rangers away definitely is a, is a big one. Um, and that's maybe less. Certainly less justified. Me and Samani we were obviously talking during the game, and obviously I'm a huge James Forrest fan, um, and he's had a really positive impact recently. Didn't have a great game today, but he's not the his best performances for Celtic generally haven't been at Ibrox. No. Um, so as a, I don't think the manager will look into the history. Of that. I think he'll just look at it and who's trained well, who's fit, who's available, who doesn't have maybe a wee bug or a cough or whatever. But it really didn't pan out. And, I think it was fairly clear from the start that you're just a little bit off it, um, especially down that side, because we put a lot of stock in Barisic struggles against us, and he does. So you really want to capitalise on that. And it was, I think the the big thing as well, just a sh- big juxtaposition between the left and the right. Maeda couldn't have started better, mm. and Forrest probably couldn't have started worse. Yes. And, you know, it's that kind of 
No, it, it doesn't help it as well. Um, Chris, a guy like Johnson, you know, he's new at the club. He's he's never played in European football before. To throw him in and for him to perform the way he performed is quite a good bearing on the future of his uh, his career at Celtic. Yeah, he looked good. I mean, we've seen that a few times before where we've thrown El Kaduri, of course. El Kaduri. Um, <laughs> Scott as well. What's his name again? The Uruguayan right back as well. Laxalt. 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 Right, yeah. And and Juranovic as well. Um, we brought Juranovic in at Ibrox. That's right. He played him at left back. <laughs> um, in one of the first games he did. So, I mean, there's, there's something to be said maybe about if you do that, it doesn't give them time to think about it too much and they maybe just come in and perform. Um, but he was pleasing today. I thought he was kind of hard in the tackle. You know, he made fairly decent use of the ball. It's hard to kind of make a judgment on the guy quite clearly off the back of that because we were all singing the praises of Lax out as well. But um, no, it was good signs. I was really pleased with his performance um, because we were a wee bit concerned, obviously, with Alston going out and then, you know, Juranovic not really making appearances off the bench. So for me, that was a real positive and uh, hopefully he just continues to kick on. Uh, we've got lots of kind of uh, WhatsApps coming in uh, from Alasdar. He says, the tail injury changed that game from comfortable Celtic win to scrappy lottery. Happy with the result, but rely- but reliance on Taylor is worrying. We need Berners. I'm, 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 I'm digging that. I'm Berners. Uh, we need Berners to get up to speed. Um, it's a good point, Alan, in the regards to he is a very, very important player for his Taylor. And it's it's almost like... You know, Bernabe looks like a real talent, but he looks like he's he needs kind of you know fine tuning, if you will. The kind of drop off from Taylor to Bernabe does that worry you a little bit? Well, it, it worries me a lot more now, and I think. But look, I was I was happy to see JJ come on at left back, probably as opposed yeah. to Bernabe. Yeah, yeah. So you Absolutely. know, even with the power of hindsight, I don't think I would have picked um, Bernabe to come into that. But I think it is. It's probably one of those ones. It's it's a bit awkward now because you've went with the guy who probably is A on the way out and is B a right back instead of putting that vote of confidence in Bernabe. Now, you can work, you can work that out, but I think that probably gives you an indication of where the manager's thoughts in Bernabe are. It's that he is very much not there yet. Um, so that that was a difficult one. And then when Bernabe, um, sorry, when JJ comes in and he puts that that level of performance in, look, he, he, is a, he does run hot-blooded, and I think maybe the pace of the game is very difficult. Um I've really hoped at halftime would settle him. But, I mean, yeah. not not to kind of cut too far ahead, but that, that performance, he is going to be the one that comes in for a lot of flack. I think there's a lot of players that he could be really critical of today. Yeah. Um, and we will, you know, we'll go through them, you know, maybe look at the kind of 1 to 11. But, you know, JJ's performance. It was the really, key, it was the big moments as well, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Like it, 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 see, to be honest, in the whole game, he never put a foot right at any point. That's. It's, it's bizarre because it's a badder performance that you've seen from a Celtic player this year, which is a good thing, but and it didn't, some timing. I, I mean, some timing. It, it, it wasn't even right. He had a bad performance, but some of the absolute fullback basics were yeah. missing as well. Positioning, his positioning was so terrible. He was so weak in the tackle. Um, even when he came on as well, you know, the, the, the end of the first half, he was on Morelos for the two headers that he, he probably should have scored. Certainly the second one I would have thought of. It just looked really, really dreadful. And I mean, don't get me wrong, right, if you're going to be fair to him, which I didn't think I would be more than five minutes ago, <laughs> he did come in at a position that he's it's not his natural position. And quite clearly the manager's seen something in him 
that he's not even brought him on in the last few games. You know, he's 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 clearly been thinking about not starting him for this game. Now, people will immediately think that's because he's on his way out the door. It might be that he's just wiped out after the World yeah. Cup because, you know, Barisic, he was mentally wiped out after the World Cup by coming on for 20 minutes or something like that. But Juranovic played... Just a fun dig there. Yeah, nice wee dig. Played nearly every minute of nearly every game and quite an intense period for them when they went on a fairly significant run. So... You have to take that into account. At the same time, though, you still don't think a fullback of his quality could turn in a performance that bad. Do you know what I'd love? See if Celtic release like a bit of Celtic TV behind-the-scenes footage, and it's obviously the players are happy, they're getting into their dressing room, maybe a bit of music on, because it's, you know, it's a big win. You know, not, no, no, win, no celebrating the title. That's a big point. <laughs> Fucking nine points ahead. It doesn't matter at this point. You genuinely oh, are. Christ. I would love it if JJ went in and just... Commandeered the CD player immediately. Ah, bit of pitbull on, <laughs> you know. Bit of has an absolute stinker, but he's the first guy. Get my song on, lads. Get my song on. What's that from Aqua Al Juranovic? So poor, out of position, constantly too slow to react, and making average players look like superstars at the moment. Yeah, um, that that last sorry to jump. That no. last sentence is a good point. As in, look, Sakal is quick, but. His quality is severely lacking. Oh, he just got caught on the wrong side so many times. Exactly. His decision making was really, really poor. He, I don't want to. I don't know what's over it. Over, over egg, egg the, the pudding. pudding, but fuck me, the, the pudding has Green, a lot, heavy eggs. far too many eggs in that pudding. <laughs> Get <laughs> four eggs out of that uh, egg full. Um, how do you think we started, Chris? Um, because uh, we were expecting maybe them to be a little bit more. How they came out in the second half is maybe how we were expecting them to maybe come out in the first half, and mm-hmm. they kind of didn't. Yeah, no, I, I thought we we took that away from him. I think that's actually a fair comment that. The way that we kind of commandeered the ball, you know, we're playing around with it. I, I don't think that we gave them a chance. As I said, they were on their back. It was an awful lot of booing and there's nothing more than, uh, you called it something, Alan, I can't remember what it was, the Ibrox groan or something like that, where... He called it a lot of things, didn't yeah, he? did. <laughs> Steady. Um, you know, you could tell that. They, they were disjointed. They were unable to create anything. They were unable to do anything. As a first half hour, I couldn't ask for any more other than perhaps... We didn't create as many chances as you'd liked it that you would have liked us to have done, you know, in terms of having seventy percent of the ball compared to them. But you were quite comfortable with it, and even when you know, you know, Taylor went off, Juranovic came on, and it, it mixed it up a wee bit. I still wasn't going into that second half and thinking they're going to grab this game by the scruff of the neck and, and take it away from us, which shows you, you know, you probably should get somebody else on your podcast. <laughs> this, you know? Rob, I, I think yeah. I think you're right, though. I don't think Rangers did come out and grab it by the scruff of the neck. We really did shoot ourselves in the foot, in the foot yeah. twice, yeah. badly. In fact, we shot ourselves in the same foot twice just to make sure it was absolutely blown off. It was Jesus. it was really, really poor. Like, Granted, they are going to come out, and I think we said at halftime, we're obviously chatting, and we said, if we come out and we... I think first thing, we thought maybe we'll be less untidy. Well, the things... We, we got to half time and thought, you know, we'll be a wee bit more secure in the ball. You know, players can't play that bad. I think you, maybe Gil, said we can't play that bad in the second half. So you're thinking, right, there'll be an uptick. But as the game goes on, the dynamics of the league mean that even if it's 1-0, 55, 60, 65 minutes, there will come a point when Rangers will throw caution to the wind. Yeah. I don't think we were at that point yet, but we brought them back into it. Mm. And I think that's the thing that's a wee bit frustrating. Um as opposed to them coming out and being, you know what, they, they really threw everything at it and they surprised us. It wasn't that. It was just us being a wee bit careless and inviting it on. 
And it was, it did feel like maybe not only a continuation of the end of the first half, but a heightening of it. And yeah. that's that's frustrating. Yeah. Um, I thought that, uh, you're, you're right in, in regard, and we'll, we'll talk through the kind of first half kind of uh, main kind of comments, but, and the main kind of things that happened, but I thought, I thought in the second half specifically, um, uh, you're right, Alan, I didn't think we could play any worse. And, and we just kind of, kind of capitulated Sir Manny um, in a way thank you Marcus with the, the round there lovely stuff round of applause um, but like Sir Manny we, we genuinely sort of that those fifth and you know we, uh, Andy alluded to it and we've kind of chatted to it about it but I'd like to kind of try and figure out why that happened or capitulation I don't think we played well today at all we played well in patches we had some nice uh, passages of play at points but I don't think Celtic really get into the groove at all today, but why was that 15 minute drop off so severely bad? Was it simply a case of just Juranovic and Starfield getting muddled and getting into it? I mean, I think the tempo and, and, and their pressing and, and, and coming at us, I don't think we cope with it very well. I do think you have to go back to the sh- our shape, and I think it's dead easy to point at Juranovic and say he was terrible, but Taylor has been so. Steady and composed for us, that I think that brings Starfelt into it because when Taylor left, I think Starfelt. We know he can be rash at times. We know his head can go a little bit. And um, Marcus had said earlier on that later in the game that Vickers stepped up to make decisions and stuff like that and take that away from Starfelt. But I think Starfelt's performance was definitely affected by Taylor going off. So that then puts the back four. And don't forget, we've got a guy making his debut who's never played in European football. So I don't think that that helped. I think the shape completely going like that. Juranovic putting in such a poor performance, I think drags Starfelt into it. Maybe I'm being, maybe I'm being uh, too kind to Starfelt with that, but that's just the way I I don't felt. think so. I think that's, that's fair. I think in terms he was trying to kind of come into balls that maybe weren't his and, you know, maybe covering over on the left-hand side and that disjointed us. And when they started with the pace that they did, I just think that they totally caught us unawares and... You know, the result was the result. What's really frustrating about it is, I mean, the Kent finish was absolutely sensational, if you're going to be honest. Uh, I was, uh, I wanted you to dig me up when I said that. It was a good finish. I've just lost a lot of respect for you. Uh, just just your mic is what's happened there. You're off, you're done. The point, of, the point I'm making about Kent is, though, he wasn't good in this game. <laughs> no, he wasn't, was he? He wasn't good. Even after that, when he has the ball, he's not a dangerous... Even, see, sorry, he, 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 so he probably should score against Hart when Hart makes an arse of it. We'll talk about that. And Hart makes a save, but also he should probably fucking finish it. Like, that's... But that that's what's so frustrating about it is, apart from that sensational thing, the guy is just... He's just a non-entity. And they're singing that, whatever song it is, the, the Joy Division song, you know, you know whatever they, they sing to that tune. And you're sitting there thinking, we're being outdone by duds here. We're being yeah. outdone by duds, and it's based purely on our own performance. And yeah, I, I do think the crux of it is Taylor going down injured with a hamstring injury, and then things kind of snowball from there. Even at that, it was yeah. so bad that you know questions need to be asked. I think, I think it's fair to dig out a Janovic and staff out for a real moment of madness. Um, but I, I think if everybody takes a wee step back and maybe it'll take a couple of days, but you think about the game and you actually think, I don't think many players played well. No. You know, I, I think, you know, I, I think I was particularly critical of McGregor. Um, yeah, I thought he was. Poor. I think it's A, because my expectations are really high, but 
you you need your captain to dig you out a wee bit and do the things he's good at. The amount of passes we gave away today, just under no duress, just wrong side, wrong foot, too too soft, too heavy. It was it's really disappointing. Um, and I think that's that was the the kind of I think I used the expression uncharacteristic earlier. There was a lot of that, and that's in a game like that when you. I was about to say are given a gift of a goal. It's not a gift, and we'll, we should talk about the goal. Oh, we'll, call, um, we'll talk about the goal because yeah. it's really, really important. But when you get a goal up there and you play this way, you need to then go and you know make sure that the one thing that you do when you're one nothing up there is control, control the ball. And we did it for a period, and then it just dropped off. But the catalyst for it dropping off is again our own errors. You know, Joe Hart just just with a casual. Casual's fucking polite. It's uh, it's really really poor. It could have cost a goal, but it's not even we get away with it. But then that changes the nature of it. That puts us in high alert, and it it gives them a lift. And it felt like there was a lot of moments like that today. And you know, it's basic. I mean, we've been watching Celtic for a long long time at Ibrox. And one thing you don't want to do, especially if you get the advantage early or at any point in the game, is then invite them back into it by cutting your own throat. Yeah. And it felt like we. I'll be honest, it felt like we were dying to do that today. And I've not said that about a Celtic team for quite a long time. Well, I've not said that about a Celtic team since we played in the Champions League. Silence. Nope, silence. I thought it was just a really good point. I was giving it air to breathe, Chris. You're the professional here. All that all <laughs> I need is the air that I breathe. The, the hollies. So. The midfield three, though, were overall very disappointing, I thought. Now, for me, I thought that would be key. I thought, okay, I, I think I wanted Moy to start, but I thought that with McGregor... Hatati humble, humble brag. Matete, Hatati, McGregor, and O'Reilly. I thought that would be enough to overrun their midfield. And again, it's one of those ones where I don't think their midfield three you know, ran over the top of us or anything like that. But we didn't impose ourselves on them. It was very scrappy, which suited them yeah, far more. It. McGregor as captain, and you know he's been. We've got, we've got a caller. Sorry to bring you in. So I'll be you done, mate. <clears throat> Hello, who are we speaking to? How are you doing, Chris? It's Dave Gallagher here. How are you doing? Ah, oh, not too bad. How are you, sir? Ah, not bad. Cheers. Happy New Year. He's all. Happy, Happy New Year, Year mate. Uh, yeah, what's your point? Talk us through it. I, I've just got back in the car. I was at the game. Um, oh, oh, nice. Nice. I'm just trying to... So, I don't know what... I, obviously, I don't know if you've talked about it already, but... Juranovic coming on was... I don't know what you said, but I thought he was in... He's an absolute shit show for the whole time he was on the park. <laughs> yep. He gave he gave the ball away any time he got it. A five yard pass just looked like it was impossible to him. And and see, to be honest, I don't know if it's a mental thing or whatever with him, but he, we all know he's getting a big move to go somewhere. And mentally, he just pulled out of any challenge that he went into. He just was not there. That he was a he was an empty jail whole game. He was there. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan, in, in regards to that, do you think there is a thing in the back of his mind of not having that tackle, that 50-50, just in case? I, I don't even know if it's that. Um, just to reassure Dave, he's spot on. Um, he was awful. Uh, I think earlier we said he never put a foot right all game. Um, I think we were even discussing at one point in the second half whether he would be the sub would be subbed off because it was that bad and it was that bad, but it did seem to maybe settle down towards the end, but just everything he did. Five yard passes, he said. It was either too short, too long, wrong decision. It was really, really poor, and it's disappointing to see. I think whilst we've got Dave, though, if he was at the game, 
if you could mute my mic. And Dave, can you just describe the noise in Ibrox when Kyogo equalised? It was fucking tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what we want to hear, mate. We can talk about Juranovic to not blow in the face, but we really want the details. You should have seen the gormless fuckers when they went in. They were right next to me. Oh, what a feeling. What a feeling. Um, what was the atmosphere like throughout? Was it a Kate? Was it kind of peaks and troughs in regards to how we were performing? I mean, yeah, I mean before the game, they were obviously paying for blood, and then you know, fucking fat fucking Morelos gave the ball away, and then the, you, you, you could see a pin drop, and you know, and they were, you, you, it was just you know, the, and then they start, you, they, do, they do their usual, they start fucking shouting the ball, and they're their, their own players, and yeah. And I was, and they're getting on their back, and the guys I was standing next to, you know, the, I think I've, I've seen things on Twitter when I came out with the manager saying, you know, that, uh, you know, we're self-inflicted wounds. I don't know if you guys have mentioned it, but we all thought that the whole self-inflicted wound that came from Harp fucked out with the ball in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. yeah. That was the catalyst. That's sort of... Uh, that's what they—that's what they think. Oh, I mean, now he's dead. Where they came out of the sector. I think I—we I, I, would definitely agree. When Hart did that, it seemed to give them a bit of impetus. Yeah. And, um, in terms of the, the time frame around that, when Taylor went off, I don't know if that was, you know, in terms of where we were with the ball at that point, we maybe didn't notice that. But I think those two things were the, the, the thing that changed the game because for the first half an hour. You know, you're exactly right. You, you couldn't hear a pin drop. You know, they were getting in their players' backs, um, and then it just all changed. But uh, I'd, I'd, I'd love to have experienced that equaliser. Love to. Dave, uh, how you, how are you for tickets for uh, Ibrox for later in the season? I get back here, fucking wallopers. <laughs> what did he say? I think he speak to something in the car. Dave, um, it's been a pleasure, sorry, sir. I was just driving past that. Sorry, I was driving past a big bunch of the fucking hogs, so I thought I'd give them a <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dave. We're going um, to have to pay him as a contributor here. <laughs> um, listen, this has been terrific, man. Get home safe, uh, have a few beers, enjoy the the evening, and uh, we'll speak to you later on, sir. Will do. Thanks very much, guys. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Cheers. What a guy. That was absolutely tremendous. Uh, Great stuff. What a Dave. feeling that would be. Yeah. <laughs> I can't uh, imagine. If you want to entirely uh, surrounded and you get that moment, that's what it's about. Did you hear him? He was like, someone was in the car, he was driving by them, just looking <laughs> the horn, telling them to get to work. Exactly what you do. Um, if you want to phone in, just like uh, Andy and Dave, 07457402992. It's in your email um, and uh, it's on the website as well, so um, get involved in that. Um, we took the lead, Alan. Uh, we took the lead in what was um, a, a genuinely tremendous goal from our bald friend uh, Dyson Maida. Uh, talk us through your thoughts on the goal. <laughs> It had everything. I it had the trifecta of mistakes from the linchpins of the Rangers team. The cowards. Um, Morelos, firstly, Tavernier, secondly, and Connor Goldson, thirdly. Um, nobody able to make a tackle, but I think that would be a wee bit... I think it would be unfair to Dyson, because obviously we're in first name terms. Of course. It would be unfair to him to not credit that, because his first touch looks like it's a little bit heavy, but he just keeps going through. He makes it work. I think the the thing is to get into the position to be you know to have a, a shot goal is one thing, but it's the composure and we, we were talking a lot during the game. He does seem 
Now, what we've had four games since the World Cup, that's a very small sample size. But his composure has really changed, it seems, or it's returned, or he just looks a more comfortable player because the things that he's doing with the ball um, now compared to largely the last eight, well, 12 months, sorry, at Celtic is, you know, he does things at pace. Um, he, you know, as a defensive forward, that's I've never seen anything like it. But now he's starting to do the things you expect from a, a winger at you know a top club. Um, the finish is great. Get it on target. Hit it low. Good contact in the ball, and then it's up to the goalkeeper to save it. Alan McGregor doesn't, which is obviously <laughs> excellent. But it's it's the kind of goal that that you know Dave was talking about. You know Rangers giving the ball away and the fans turning them to lose a goal like that. That's not a you know guy cuts in and shoots from twenty five yards. That's them making mistakes and us capitalising on it because we we didn't create a great deal in the first half we created another chance which we'll talk about but it's really really great from Maida it's aggressive I think it's the best of Maida all in one because it's it's the attacking intensity of pressing but it's also then the the composure and the speed to finish if that falls to probably any other of our wingers we might score another way but we don't score by literally running as the crow flies towards the goal and that's exactly what he does and look there's a you know litany of errors from Rangers side but you know, it's they've taken him lightly, um, and that that's what Absolutely. happens. And he's he's capitalised on it, and that's what you like to see. He really is. He's I think the last four games, um, or since the World Cup, I think he's made himself undroppable. Well, that's honest. that's what I was going to bring. I'll, I'll get to you, Chris. In regards to you know Jota at the start of the season was it was Jota plus one. It was always yeah, Jota yeah. plus one. Is it Maeda plus one now? Just just with current form, if nothing else. But, at the moment it is, and I think it's a lesson for everybody that, you know, you naturally get your your favourites when you, you know, Celtic players and stuff like that, and folk that maybe weren't a big fan of Maeda, quite, some of them probably wrote him off and said, hey, you know, he's not really kicked on, he's not did this or that. You know, form's temporary, but we've already seen enough from a player like Maeda to know that there's something there. And he's bided his time, his form hasn't been great, he's been in and out of the side, and now he's come back in and he's been absolutely excellent. He had a great World Cup. He's came back looking great since then. Um, we've seen that from other players. We've seen that from Moy, a guy as well who's had to bide his time. Moy, you know, we're talking about Juranovic today, but, you know, the defeat at St Mirren was placed solely on yeah. the shoulders of Aaron Moy, which I probably blamed him at the time, but in retrospect, wasn't fair. And you see what these guys can offer today. That intense period... You know, a World Cup, some people can come back from that knackered, maybe Juranovic. Other people can come back energised. They're two guys that look as if they've been energised by it in terms of the run that they've had, and we're benefiting from it. Those two were standout players for us today. And for me, Maida, Maida's in possession of that jersey. His form needs to drop, and other players need to step up to take that away from him. And when you're thinking about somebody with the talent of Jota, who's rightly sitting on the bench behind him, if you're going to play him in the left, I think that speaks volumes about what he's doing. Alan Edgar? Jota being on the bench, biggest game of the season so far. Every game is the biggest game of the season for Celtic, of course, right? But, you know, going to Ibrox, were you surprised he was on the bench? Um, or do you think, you know, we were kind of talking briefly about there's potential that eh, there might be a wee bit of uh, kind of tension, maybe? Yeah, but I think, um, like, Ange mentioned the bug that a couple of the players in the team had. So, um, quite simply, we don't know how severe that is in Jota's case, whether he's fit enough to play. I think if you're on the bench, you can make a, a fairly safe assumption that a player is able to contribute to at least you know some element of the game, which Jota did today, and we'll talk about that. But 
he, he had a really poor home game against Livingston in the manager's remarks after, I think, were fairly pointed. I said afterwards that I thought those comments were aimed not solely, but largely at Jota, because his A's performance was poor. But the manager, Ange Postecoglou will accept players not having a good day. What he won't accept is players not doing the right things or trying to do the right things. Yeah. And I think the Livingston game with Jota, when you look at it, you look back at it, he's not in the right areas. Um, he's not doing the right things, not doing the things that he normally does. And he's not started a game since then. So, I mean, I don't think it takes, I, I, you know, I'm not, we'd laughed in the lunch club about body language and all that. It's not body language, it's just dynamics. He's been on the bench every game, I think, since. Yeah. It's only been a handful it's very, of games, but it's, uh, well, it's been three games since yeah, Livingston, yeah, yeah. and he, he hasn't start, He hasn't been in a starting lineup in any of them, and in a very, very important period for us. Um, so I think it is. Um, I definitely think the manager was not enamoured with his performance. Mm. Look, if the manager comes out and says actually he said a bug and he's not been able to play, that's fine. I don't think you put a player on the bench if you don't think you can contribute. So I do think that the manager is making a point. Hopefully, the point has now been made because. That boy is very, very good. Special. I would, so I would special. die to see him at half time today, to be honest. But like, Angel come out and people take what he says at face value. So take it from there. Chris, you went to the Glen? He's a special talent. He's a young guy. He was in one of the provisional squads for the Portugal World Cup team. We love the provisionals. <laughs> oh, controversial. Careful. Provisional Careful. squads. Careful, mate. <laughs> um, but he, you know, he's got a massive future ahead of him. We've seen some of the moments that he's capable of, including the goal against them at Celtic Park. But what's really key is a guy like Jota coming to a, you know, a, a, a league like Scotland playing for Celtic, he can't become comfortable. And we've got a manager true, yeah. we've got a manager who won't let him become comfortable. Because it would have been very easy to say he's one of our best players. He's got such a amazing future ahead of him. And, you know, just kinda dismiss that performance against Livingston. But he is making a point. It's to say that You've got all the talent in the world, son, but you need to drive on. You need to take that. You need to work hard. You cannot rest on your laurels. We've we've had managers in the past that would kind of kind of wrap wrap him up in cotton wool, even when he has a bad game, and say, "Oh, it's you know, it's just an off day." And you know, like uh, you know, I think about even Martin O'Neill did it. You know, Neil Lennon did it. You know, various different types of managers we have done it. Ange Postecoglou isn't like that, as you say, Chris, and as you've mentioned, Alan, as well. It's very much a case of, um, okay, you're good, but you can be better. So yeah. it's almost like, you know, do as, do as I say. Like, so uh, it's na- just- natural, natural talent will only get you so far in football. And it has to be what, backed up by, you know, a really, really strong work, work ethic. ethic. Yeah. And I think for, for me, Postecoglou is an ideal manager to understand that and know that. And it's easy enough when the squad's got the depth it does. And when you've got a player like Maeda, you know, on the form that he is to say, you know, kill your heels, you're on the bench today. And um, I don't think it will do him any harm in the long run. And I, and I think on that, Ange has chopped and changed. I think that your previous performance in the last game doesn't maybe carry as much weight as it has historically with every other manager. But, I, I mean, it is off the top of my head. I don't think Jota hasn't played three consecutive games but been on the bench every time since he came here so mm. it is and it's not as if he's been kept out Haksibanovic isn't available um, it's a I'd, shame for him I feel like if he was available he might yeah that's, that's, claim a little bit. but I think it does just maybe highlight a wee bit that it's Andrew will play Coy you will say look that's just you pick the team that wins the game etc but look subtext is is everything 
Um, let me, let's hear what Ange had to say. Look where we started the game. Let me go Which one do you feel worked well today and what didn't? Cracking game of football, mate. Let's uh, before we get into the analysis. Uh, yeah, it was a cracking game for everyone. I know, you know, all eyes are on this game, uh, not just in Scotland but everywhere around the world. And uh, I thought both teams uh, were at it today, and uh, you know, really a real proper derby. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was a cracking game. Um, look, we we started the game really well, um, and then we just yeah we just lost control of it because mainly self-inflicted because of our passing. You know, just uh, <coughs> we're making sort of mistakes. Um, yeah errors in our passing that we don't usually do and allowed them to get back into it and you know, they got a bit of momentum particularly with the crowd behind them and um, you know, at this beginning of the second half they, they kind of took a foothold for 15-20 minutes and then <clears throat> you know, again you know, great spirit and resilience shown by the lads so, you know, very easy on a day list to sort of resign yourself to a fate but uh, we haven't done that you know, all year or last year and uh, we found a way Is that the most pleasing thing that you didn't give up again you didn't stop? Oh, yeah, look, I mean, it, everything's pleasing in terms of, you know, you, it's a difficult place to come to. And, you know, this was, they had to throw everything at us. They knew, we knew how important the game was in, in the context of, of the league and everything else. So just, yeah, I thought for the most part we handled it okay. In terms of that, when you see you self-inflicted allowing them back in, what, is that a frustration? Is that something that's easily fixed? It's just human beings, mate. You know, we, we, they're not robots. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's a big occasion, big game. And I just thought we, we tightened up in areas where, you know, our football's a lot more free-flowing and, you know, we didn't do that today. Ange, thanks for your time. Thanks. Interesting stuff. worked well today and what didn't. Oh, sorry, restarted it. Uh, interesting stuff there from Ange. Um, they're not robots, mate. Um, when he calls you mate, you know, you're in trouble. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what he kind of said, would you agree, disagree? Obviously, you always kind of disagree with the manager as, as much as you agree with them, but what's your thoughts? Yeah, I think... He's right to a protect the players because they've went and got a big result today. Strip out the performance of what we maybe think wasn't at the level. You get a point at Ibrox when you in a must not lose game, um, and that's that's what it is. Yeah, it would have been great to win today. Like we'd have loved it if we were sitting here twelve points clear and we could see what we like. But it's a game that you really just didn't have to lose today, and we just had to win, and we were very close to it. But never quite <laughs> pulled beer all over his own phone, mate. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I think there's a you, there's a thing over there. Look. There's a thing. <laughs> you never even fucking the, hell. The bottle was nowhere near the glass there, and you just tipped that's, it upside down. That's outrageous. That is. You said a fucking J- Joseph Janovich. Miles off it, mate. Um, so no, I think like I, I don't mind the manager coming out. He's not. I don't think I didn't expect him to come out and say it to players yeah. because he tends to do it in scenarios where it's not high pressure and I, I quite like that you know living usually home. where we win yeah it? it's, it's a good kind of time to do it and you've got a late goal today and that's that's good and you're coming through a tough period you know we're coming out of a period where Rangers had to kind of try and close that gap and we're actually coming out with a nine point lead intact and that's great when he says both teams were at it I think he's at it. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> like we were, he talked about. He, he mentions that, and then he goes on to talk about the untidiness. And it was that's a really disappointing performance from us. Um, result aside, like I'm, I'm genuinely ecstatic with the result, but the performance was really, really not very good. Um, and look, that that's a good. Is sign. it the poorest we've performed under a glue against Rangers? Nah, I think Scottish Cup semi-final was probably yeah that was really bad, but not dissimilar. But there or thereabouts. So, no, I, I, I don't mind what he says. Like, he could have come out and said that, you know, he's delighted with performance and I would have probably said, ah, fair enough. See if you get a two each yeah, in exactly. that circumstance. Happy days. So, nah, so I see the positives. The thing about 
uh, us playing them under Angie's, we've never not been competitive. We've never not been in a position where we could win the game. Performance-wise, I think the Scottish Cup semi was worse, but we could easily have won that if you know Vickers had put that chance away. Today, we maybe didn't have quite those chances, but it's not like... I mean, it's, 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 it's not be, like they would rolled over us or anything. Is there something that, to be said happen. about the fact that we were really, really poor and they still couldn't beat us? Yeah, you, you can look at it that way. And psychologically, it's massive because they're coming away from there deflated. We're coming away from there pleased. Now, there'll be a section of the support who just assumed us to steamroll. We would, would, sorry, we would steamroll them. And that didn't happen. And there'll be some people saying, ah, that was, you know, that wasn't great. That, you know, focusing on the negatives of it. And I, I don't have too much of a problem with that, to be perfectly honest. But naturally, as a fan, I think you grab onto the fact that we equalised at that point after that performance and think, you'd answer because nine points clear now, we take that in, we go forward, you know, you've got to think that if they had any kind of inkling that they could catch us or they could do anything, and let me get this straight, see if they did win today, I still think it was a tall order for them to be able to do that, but to then keep the, the gap at nine points when they've ate up one of their games against us at home, that's massive, that's yeah. huge, massive. Right, let's, let, let's, I'm sorry, Tint. <clears throat> Frog in your throat. My, my voice went funny there. Let's see. The McGregor one's only a minute long, but apparently he's a lot more kind of honest in regard to the performance. So let's, you know, okay, performance let's, really let's well. Callum, it's a point in the end. How do you rate that? Uh, good point, considering performance levels after the first 20, 25 minutes. I think we started the game really well. Obviously, got the early goal. Um, you could see the atmosphere in the place. I think you know we we were dominating the game, and then we let them back into the game with, with something slacking. And you know when you when you do that against a decent team, then you know you, you're giving them a chance in the decent. game. We don't start the second half well, and you know performance levels weren't at our best. But um, to, to come out of here with a point after that, then you know we're delighted with that. Yeah. Is it frustrating that when you were ahead that? As you said, the performance levels dropped. Yeah, it was just a bit of slackness that creeped into the game. We started the game really well, um, and, and we've been playing really well. So we expect when we get comfort then to go on and, and, uh, and maximise that, but we didn't. Um, but credit to the lads again, character, you're 2-1 down here with six, seven minutes to go, and you get yourself a draw, um, which is which is a big result. So, you know, we'll take it. We know we weren't at our best, but we'll take it and, you know, we'll, we'll uh, continue. Appreciate your time. You know, as I'm on my third beer and I'm uh, starting to uh, hear <laughs> Liar. from... <laughs> Liar. <laughs> Third beer of the podcast. <laughs> um, and I'm starting to kind of, you know, hear Calm McGregor like talking and very honest. Very honest. Um, and I, I like that. I like when, you know, your manager is always going to protect the players. I get that. Yeah. He's always going to be the guy who's exactly. going to stand in front of it. The captain, I think, should be a little bit more honest. Uh, what's your, what, your, your thoughts on his take? Yeah, you. you hit the nail on the head there the manager's got to be a bit diplomatic because he's not just talking to the fans or the media he's talking to the squad as well so he's going to do that make no mistake he'll tell them the truth behind closed doors and he'll be as displeased with that performance as any of us but it's refreshing to hear McGregor say that um, he summed up exactly how it feels for me and probably feels for most of the fans it's great getting a point after those circumstances you know he said after the first 20-25 minutes that's Exactly, Greg Taylor went off in 20 minutes and I think things started to change at that point. So refreshing to hear that. What's most refreshing about it is is that, you know, the squad know that that wasn't good enough. Um, and, you know, turning a performance in like that again at Ibrooks is more than likely going to end in defeat. So it bodes well for where we go going forward for the future. And also what we need to remember is January transfer window. We've got three in, one played today, one on the bench. Um another midfielder to come into the, the, the fold 
and then you know we might add to that. So that is really important in terms of the feel good factor. Nine points clear, building from you know a position of strength. Let's go. Excellent point, excellent segue, and I'll bring you into this, Alan. Uh, we got a question uh, from Daz. He contacted us. You can talk, contact us if you want to phone in 074574029292, or you can WhatsApp us if you want to. Um, he asked, Daz makes the point, do we need a left back this month? Taylor out for potentially an extended period of time. Uh, Juranovic very likely away, and Ange not you know fully up on Bernabeu at this point. Would you be looking at it even a lone left back? What's your kind of thoughts on it? Let's say let's say for example that Taylor's out for a couple of weeks. Well, yeah, well, if he's out for is, a couple, it, is that how it, dep- it depends on his injury? For I think it does. I if if he's if it's a grade A tear of his hamstring, then yeah, he's he's done for the season. But it didn't look like it. It looks like he's felt a tweak. It's been tight. He's maybe felt the tightness in the game. And, you know, players know when they're at the, the limits of that. So that's what it looked like more than that. I would, I would think maybe he needs rest and a wee bit of time so just that tightness can um, ease off. I think realistically, if you can't trust Bernabe for two to three weeks, then you're all out on him. I think it's different if it's four or five months. But if you can't trust him... Over the course of two, three weeks, is there any game that you would you, you wouldn't trust him in other than potentially Rangers? Well, I, I don't think I don't think it's all or nothing. I think it is a case of you know he didn't bring him on today, and I, I, I understand that. But there is a there is a progression. I think Zamani talked about it earlier about trying to build him up and giving that game time. He's not quite there yet. This isn't fifteen minutes to go, Ibrox. This was twenty five minutes into the game. And you knew that obviously Rangers were going to have to attack in the game. So bringing on the, you know, third place uh, World Cup side, their, you know, prime fullback isn't really on paper a bad decision. When he plays poorly like that, it doesn't work out. But I don't see it as a, it's not a, it's not a huge thing. But over two to three weeks, I would trust Burnaby. Um, I wouldn't, I would hope that you're not looking to go there unless there is a, a left back prospect that, you know, we really believe in that can challenge as a, a starter because obviously I still think there's or something comes something comes up like that you're not expecting. Yeah, but I don't think today would change my opinion, and I would think we need to go and get a left back. Definitely not, Chris. <clears throat> I mean, Burnaby. In terms of the decision and who to bring on today, I think Tynecastle would have cemented that in my head in terms of Burnaby's mm-hmm. performance yeah. there. Now, it's not the same but it's quite a good indicator in terms of playing in a hostile environment um, in an important game. And he was particularly poor that day. Now, what we've seen positive of Burnaby is him as an attacking, you know, player going forward. The equaliser against Johnston, you know, he put one in against Tibbs at home, I think, as well. He is a player with talent, but there's a huge question mark about him defensively. As bad as Juranovic was today, I think putting Burnaby in in that position would not only have been potentially as bad, but it would have set him back mentally, I think, as well. So as poor as it was, and people would have been screaming for, you know, potentially Burnaby to come on for for Juranovic, you know, he's not there yet. I think we all know that. And we're kind of, just because he's a natural left-back, thinking that we should put him in there. Um, but how? I mean, see what what I guess people might be listening to this thinking. Well, when do you play him? Yeah, like, not. Do you know what I mean? It's I get, it, it, I get, it's a natural progression, and and it would go on to the point about you saying I would come on up on Saturday. I would start. I would be per- more than happy to start being the be there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, yeah. I I just think it's 
if you're going to play them, if you've got these, what I like about Ange Postecoglou as a manager is when he has faith in someone, he just throws them in. I don't think it matters whether, like Johnson playing today, you know. But, I, but, but he also, even players he's signed, if he's not confident in them, he won't play them. The Gucci is a perfect example. You know, it's a, a if guy, he doesn't think they're good enough, they won't play. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that he signed them and and. You know, that doesn't mean that he's then automatically going to say, I've got to have faith in them. He's signed them and he's given them a platform to prove that they're worthy of a, a place in the side. And I think it's clear that Burnaby hasn't done that yet. I, th- I think there is a high likelihood over the next 10, uh, you know, 10 days, maybe as much as three weeks, if it is just a tweak, I think there is the potential that you'll get a really good look at Burnaby. And you'll see, because I think we all think he's go- good going forward, good at one-twos, drives inside well, but defensively, you know, he's miles off it. And... You know, if Hearts away is is a big test, and he struggled in it. So, yeah, I I, I don't think anybody. He might have come on. He might have been superb today. We might have won one nothing if he played. But the fact that you don't make that decision and don't bring him on, I think maybe just tells you the manager he's not there yet. He's not at the level that he can go and play almost ninety minutes at Ibrox. Um, before we kind of move on to other kind of key points within the game, I've put in here, and I, I wanted to kind of talk about it, and it's something that you brought up during the game when we were watching it, fouls and when we fill and that sort of... Champions League hangover, that. Streetwise. <clears throat> being streetwise, Alan. Yeah, streetwise is one way of putting it's, it. It's, it's, it's a crass way of putting it, but, you know. Just when you're on the wrong side of the ball, when you're maybe on, you know, you're, you're in a position maybe to take a shot and goal, it doesn't pan out. And the ball turns over. You've got maybe five players wrong side of the ball. Rangers driving. It's, it's just basics. I'll, I'll never unlearn it. If you like, as in, and I think a lot of people listen might be the same. You give a foul away, and you know when you've got a strong hand, and you don't. I don't know. There's maybe like some sort of card game analogy there, but you really want to see when you turn the ball over there. Unfortunate. It slows the game down. Yes, but the the flip side is is that you can really prevent a, a goal scoring opportunity we get caught with it in Leipzig um, we get caught with it against Shakhtar I think Madrid one of the goals it's just one of those things I don't know how many times you need to learn the lesson but I, I don't think it's something to work on I don't think it's something to talk about we didn't do it until very very late in the game when Carol Starfield I think decided that no I'm giving a foul away here and he did beyond that the couple of times we, we lost the ball in the edge of Rangers box and we allowed him to drive towards us Um it's different if it's first 10 minutes, 10, 20 minutes of the game. But when you're doing that and you're one nothing up, even late in the game, I just... How do you, like, you know, you said you can't unlearn it, right? How do you get that into those players' heads? Is that something the captain says to them? Marcus Point, lovely. Is it something the centre-half says to them? You look at someone I don't like, think it's a case of anybody saying to them. It's just you acknowledge the, the state of the game at that time. And when you turn the ball over, when everybody's in front of it... There's sometimes a naivety to us. I'd, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I'm, by the way, Alan, Alan, this isn't a personal attack on you. No, I know. I just. It's but it's frustrating because I, I, it's I quite think funny, Chris. Actually, well, well, having a discussion here about something that I, I just don't think will change, and I yeah. don't think we could probably be sitting here in twelve months' time. And if, if Angie's the same manager, we might have better players, but I could see it happening again. It's it's quite. It's it can be annoying. Yeah, it's yeah. frustrating, you know, especially when you're, you've got a lead like that. Ibrox slow the game down when it suits you. I'm not saying, yeah. you know, we never stop. It's just a slogan. You can see if you're the wrong side of the ball, just give a foul away. I mean, there's, I might be reading too much into this, but there's a kind of a, a purist, um, eth, you know, ethos to Ange's way to play football. 
You wait for a pee. And I don't know if that... I don't, <laughs> he said it quietly, so you wouldn't say it. Like, I love it. I don't know if that feeds into it, because, you know, that's a side of football that exists has existed for a long time, and it's something that, for me, is just good game management. But he talks about playing football the right way, playing in a but certain it's not, way. But that's not playing, playing it the wrong way. It's not playing it the wrong way, though, is it? But uh, No, it isn't, but um, I don't know if it feeds into his ethos. It's almost just like, don't do it, because... It's not something that they can't do. It's not something as a group of players, they're not able to make a foul in that position. But they do it so little, so often. Something in my but head yeah, suggests yeah, yeah, maybe the manager doesn't want them to do it. I don't know. That might be completely wrong. But it's, it is it is frustrating because there was one, there was a, 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 a shot in the first half, I think it was, when Hitati... Uh, had been played the ball by Maida and he hit the shot and it, and it kind of broke away from the defender and they kind of caught us in the break and I just thought, see at that point, just take him down. Take him down. And we didn't do it um, and I don't know, I, 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 much the same as Alan, I don't know if that's going to change but it is a wee bit annoying. Uh, Max has messaged in, hey guys, Max here, happy new year to you, happy new year to you, Max. Happy new year, Max. Uh, what did you think of AJ today? Potentially a, re- a relatively bright spark on a bad day, considering the context of it. Being his first ever game in Europe, uh, thought he wasn't too bad. Thoughts. Keep up the great work as always, comrades. Great stuff, Max. Thanks for getting involved. Um, is that him now, you think? You think he's our now? Um, obviously, we've got Tony Ralston, who has been, uh, you know, uh, he's, he's been up against it against Juranovic, who, you know, we're not going to rewrite history. Juranovic has been a very, very good player for Celtic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Um, Tony Ralston has never really been able to unseat no. Juranovic from that position. Do you think that Johnson coming in now will basically be the first choice right back? It's too early to tell after one game, but I think that's probably the idea. He covered himself well today, I thought. No, he, he did, and we talked about it earlier on, about sometimes when you just throw people into the lion's den, if you will, then it almost kind of just... There's uh, <laughs> no actual lions. Ah, damn it, mate. I wasn't uh, going to say it. There are no lions in the lion's den. See, when you just put players in, that do you, eh? <laughs> do, you do you... This this Stephen Gerrard thing? Well, I don't ah, know. See, he didn't even remember, look. But I don't listen to him. Good that answer. was the difference between me and you. It's about ten years ago. So, anyway... <laughs> You've just thrown Johnson in and he's performed well today. Um, I'm assuming that he is going to be our first choice right back because uh, Juranovic is uh, he's getting picked up and dropped off anywhere he wants by <laughs> nearly any Celtic fan today. Um, I love that. See that pattern of I'll drive him there myself. I'll drive him there. I'll drive him to the airport <laughs> myself. I love that. Um, yeah, you've got to assume that's the case, but I, I would kind of caution against you know taking his display today. And running with it because we've been there before in terms of one-off performances yeah, and yeah. things like that. He's going to need time one to settle in and two to kind of play his way into the team. Ralston is a more than capable domestic right back. We've seen that. I think we're all in agreement that he's not good enough if we want to go to the next level. But that you know we're not playing at the next level much for the rest <laughs> of the season. We've got two games left against them, so. You know, Johnson's got a, a challenge ahead. What he's has, what his job now is to make it very clear that he's a better mm-hmm. fullback than Anthony Ralston. That's his job from now on. And you know, today's signs were very encouraging. I was pretty pleased with that. Seen him at the World Cup, and there was some signs there that I thought he looked good as well. Other than that, I've not seen the guy. But let's not kind of you know labour him with the 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 pressure of you know having to come in and replace Juranovic. But you know, we'll see how he goes. But as it stands so far, pretty happy with him. Um, 
let's go back to the actual game itself. Twenty uh, seventh minute is when Joe Hart kind of the balls at his feet. Uh, Morelos kind of um, kind of charges him down, and instead of making the challenge, he just sure does. He just kind of. Um, kind of hits the ball off him and then it kind of drops down and he doesn't grab the second ball and then it's put out mm-hmm. to Kent and Kent takes the shot and then Hart makes a good save onto the post. Did that completely... I mean, that kind of threw us off or kind of... Not necessarily threw us off of the game, but it gave them something to cling on to and to kind of build upon. And for them, mm-hmm. for about 10 minutes after that, you know, at least maybe even until halftime, they kind of had a little bit more impetus that kind of put their tails up a bit. Yeah, just they created nothing, they offered nothing, and then we. I, I think there's an encouragement that comes from when a team makes a mistake, you feed off that, you know, it's oxygen to a flame, and that's exactly what it was. It was quite. There was no need for it. We were really comfortable. Um, I think as a back three, you would be quite happy with Morelos chasing you down. He's A, not the quickest, he's not particularly aggressive, and he's likely to potentially give a foul away. There's, Joe Hart just makes a really bad mistake. I mean, there's no sugarcoating it. He misjudges the distance. It's almost, you know, that... He didn't have a good game today overall. I, th- I mean, I think that's by far and away the biggest error. There's, But he's, we've seen him do that before. It's almost like he's, I don't know, I, I think we've talked about this off here. I struggle to understand the difference between short-sighted and long-sighted. <laughs> that's kind of what Joe Hart is, as in, as he doesn't judge... He doesn't judge distances. No, I know, because one... That, look, we'll get into it in our time. But that's, it's as if he's misjudged the distance of how far away he is. He can see him the whole way, but he still doesn't react quick enough, and it's just frustrating, because it gives them a bit of energy. Look, mate, I, I told you I don't understand that. I don't need to explain him. Um, and I think from there on in, look, they, obviously he makes a save. It's a tidy save. He should make it. But it does show you, you did you did make the point that from one angle it looks incredible. Now that yeah, from the like angle from behind the striker, uh, from behind the uh, ranking, it looks like it's a great save because it's fingertips. When you look from behind, it's right in the middle of the goal. Um, and actually, Hart's positioning is informed by the fact he's out of position. It's just really messy, and you just create nothing in the game and then from then on in look I don't think Rangers were very good after that no but no, no. but there, there's then the, the the tension in the air from us that look we can pass the ball along the back all we like do we want to go back to the goalkeeper and I think in the second half Samani you said about Hart picks the ball up in 65-70 minutes maybe and he could easily roll the ball out quickly to Juranovic but he's having such a bad game he doesn't it's almost like because we're all give him the ball give him the goal but he doesn't, and it's almost because you're thinking mm, he's playing really poorly, and I think that maybe informs it for the centre halves as well. And it just it created a nervousness that wasn't there before. We looked completely unruffled prior to that. After that, I'm not saying that it was back to the wall, but again, did change a bit, and there was a bit of like we we could lose something here if we're too casual, and I think that 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 did creep into the game for us. There's no there's no disputing that. I don't think enough said about Ryan sensational. Kent, this batter needs to die. That was a really poor shot. I mean, is you know, Hart got the the fingertips to it. You know, see from there, a player supposedly one of the their main men. That that you should just be finishing that. It should be easily food and drink. You say that quite a lot. Ah, It should be food and drink. But he gave Hart the chance to bail himself out. Um, So yeah, yeah. I mean, see, you're rotten, Ryan. We're not getting on. We're not getting on. 
specifically, we're not, you know, getting on Joe Hart because as Alan... Aye, we are. <laughs> no, That's no. literally what we're doing, mate. No, but what well, I mean is, like... like it, don't... transfer talk about a new keeper. What did we say at the start of the game about, like, nothing... And I know it's hardly highbrow tactical analysis, but nothing stupid. Don't... Just don't make mistakes that you wouldn't make in any other game. Don't let the pressure of the game get to you. And, look, Joe Hart's the most experienced professional on the team. What are you doing? Yeah, I, I, I like him a lot, and I, I, he's been great for us. But you can't. But it's time to go. <laughs> no, I mean yeah. it is. No, but it is because we'd, we'd like another goalkeeper. I don't think anybody would argue with that. Eh? The thing about Hart is he was the perfect keeper at the perfect time for us in terms of what we experienced under Barkus. Barkus. Who's ever it? called him Barkus? You call him what you like, mate. I've heard him called a lot. Scottish, mate. Right? I'm from Glasgow. Barkus. That's the way Taggart would say it, which is the official. Oh, fucking hell! Taggart. We, uh, Taggart. Does everything need to be done by Taggart? Because I'm in on that. That works for me. So, okay. Barkus. Unfortunately, Mark McManus passed away sometime, yes. so we probably can't get like the test on that. But that is how you would say it. So, uh, he used to drink the Queen's Barkus. Park. He used to drink the Queen's Park Cafe. Quite yeah, I stayed in Queen's Drive. He did, no. Queen's Drive. Drive. I saw him one time. Do you know, quickly... You stayed round the corner from him and you seen him one time. Oh, fuck up, dickhead. But see, quickly, right, he once... Uh, see, when he got when he got uh, the role of Taggart, he couldn't drive, but he told them he could. So they gave him the role on that on the first day, uh, 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 what do you call it, the first day of shooting. They were like, okay, Mark, we want you to get in the car and drive around. He's like, oh, I can't drive. And um, they looked at him like, oh, so they had to get like a... a like, this big pulley system to like drive him all the way around oh, wow. and he's just sitting in the car like, hey. <laughs> that's a good, funnier story, story around the Christmas table dinner fuck's sake you think this game was done each day <laughs> anyway sorry Barkus Barkus so yeah Hart was the right keeper at the right time and I think some of the I mean let's not forget Leipzig away as well and just in terms of Real Madrid, you know, Real Madrid at home yeah I mean some of Shakhtar away there we go. Right. <laughs> we are throwing them right under the bus, to be fair. But I don't, I mean, at the same time, there's no room for sentimentality in football. I think that's, I the, mean, key, that's I, the key you're point. You're always yeah. going to think fondly of Joe Hart because he's had some huge yeah. moments for definitely, us. Definitely. You know, and for me, as a, as a player, I really liked. And last season, in terms of winning the league, he was monumental. But what age is he? 35, 36? He's a guy who's played a lot of football. The reason that he's came here, obviously, is that his stock had kind of fallen really kind of kind of severely and we've seen elsewhere that the manager knows that you don't rest on your laurels you you try and improve in every position and Hart's definitely got to be one I of mean them. see see one of my favorite players in the Celtic team probably my favorite player in the Celtic team currently is Starfelt but if Kobayashi turns out to be a better player than Starfelt and takes Starfelt's position then what are you going to do I want Celtic to have the best players in every position. I mean, and, and that's the point. So, yeah. start for, um, So, someone like Joe Hart, who, as you see, done a fantastic job for us and everything. If Celtic aren't looking for a new goalkeeper in the middle, in the middle, in the summer, then you would kind of be like, mm, yeah, like you know, at least be in the market but for someone. It's in the kind of the state of this game today. It's something that it's almost like a bit of a firecracker, Aye. and we didn't need that. No, uh, I mean. Always, always take notes during the game and to to do these reactions between the kind of Joe Hart mistake and the eight, I've got you know Morelos had two free headers which was obviously very disappointing. Yeah, defensively we did a lot of you, you know you made the point Chris about how you, one of the worst things about Juranovic today was that he wasn't doing the basics right, and that kind of felt like the same for 
the entire backline, with probably the exception of Carter Vickers, who just became as the game went on, as it became tougher, and as it became tougher, he kind of kind of stood up, and you can see why he's vice captain. You can see why he's the guy that you go to. It's just it's just a phenomenal centre half. End of. Yeah, I love it. See that end of part. Yeah, of. it shuts down. Yeah. See if I said he's a phenomenal centre half, and Alan said, "No, he isn't he?" Well, I'd be rolling a bit of floor with him, you know, after saying that statement. <laughs> but I don't know. I love no, that though. No, no. That was like Cuddling, you know, you know. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Um, Janovic and Forrest, I think uh, you know these are just some of the notes. I think, but, and there's not a lot because between when we score and we go one 0 up, the Joe Hart kind of situation, uh, it's just really scrappy, Alan. It's just like uh, uh, it's just two teams that keep giving the ball away. Yeah, I, I think there's a there's kind of clear phases in the game. First twenty five, we are fairly comfortable, and actually the game starts to peter out which is bizarre to say at that early stage in the game then that happens then it's in flux but the last five to ten minutes of the first half are not hanging on because rangers aren't creating but you know they have the two the two corners and a uh, janovic is marking morelos which you know just is a mismatch size wise physicality um, and i think Staffel looks like he's a free player to go and attack it which you know, generally does work, but it doesn't these two occasions, and like, he misses a really good chance, particularly as Samani says from the second one. But beyond that, Rangers are creating, but it does feel like we are allowing the game to become into competition. Whereas the first twenty-five, we score a goal. Beyond that, we don't threaten, but also we're very, very comfortable. Um, and you're almost then waiting for what will Rangers change that will then allow us to a attack and then potentially allow them to get forward. You're waiting for that, but. That without any catalyst, they then start to come in, and I think that's what's just a wee bit disappointing. Um, and I think maybe Samani can, you know, you mentioned a couple of times it, it felt like something we've seen before from the Celtic team. Yeah, and first thing I'll say with that is I'm really delighted that we got the equaliser because I've seen performances like that under Gerard, which was essentially, if truth be told, under Bill. You know, in terms of the way they set up, where they move so rigidly. You know, they're set up so compactly that I've watched Celtic play there in the last, you know, three, four years and thought, we're not scoring. Just the way they're setting up and the fact that we are not able to answer that question. And you could see that as well, you know, the way that they were moving across as a block and, you know, chasing players down. And we didn't have a huge amount of ideas to it. But as I said, today, especially Moy, right? I, I, I need to keep coming back to Moy because just in terms of what he was, not only what he was doing, but what Sorry. he was trying to do as well. What he was trying to do, you know, you, you touched on it when we were watching the game, Alan, there was a pass out to Jota on uh, the left, and yeah. Jota kind of yeah. miscontrolled it. But you said, no, he's, he's been brave. He's he tried, trying to, he's, sorry, he's, sorry to jump in, but Jota tried to control it with his right foot on the outside yeah. when he could have taken it with his left. The pass might have been a wee bit in front, but I think the point is... Yeah, sorry, um, yeah, 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 yeah. The point is... The point <laughs> is that Adam Moy... Don't give him fire. Don't give him... <laughs> Moy, Moy tried to try to create, tried to move things on, tried to kind of bring us back into the game. He was, you know, absolutely key to that equaliser. So in terms of what I've seen from them today, I've, I've seen it before, but what we had that's different maybe from the Rogers side and certainly the Lennon sides is that we had an answer to it today. Maybe not all the answers, but we had an answer. And, you know, that's important for me because um, watching those games was so destroying because 
One, we never looked like coming into them. But two, you looked at them and you thought, you are just so... Shite. <laughs> shit. They're just... They're really, really basic. They just... They, you know, they make use of really guys... Well, really well-drilled. You know, really, Lundstrom, yeah. Kamara. All these guys are not players that you would... You know, the old saying where you would pay your entrance fee alone to yeah, see them. Yeah. They don't have players like that. No. They don't have a single player like that. But it's infuriatingly... You know, it, it grinds better teams down, and that's what it did to us today. To get that goal is massive as the antidote to that um, in yeah. terms of the way that they set yeah. up. So that's what was pleasing about it. Um, if you want to get in, get in contact with us, it's oh seven four five seven four zero two double nine two. You can WhatsApp or you can phone in, and we'll chat to you. See, that's a very good point in regards to Rangers, like really well drilled, really kind of know exactly what everyone's going to do. There's nothing about them that I look at and I think there's been Rangers team in the past where I thought, oh, you could you could harm us because of this player, or you could harm us because of you know you've got a really good you know striker or left winger or whatever, right? You know Brian Loudrup and all that stuff. All but, right, we heard no, you. I, okay, but with this team, it's kind of like I just felt like Celtic. Almost kind of tripped himself up today more than anything else. Yeah, if, look, if, if we turned up today and we were just as good as we were against Tibbs, or we just were not even necessarily like putting where Celtic turn up and they're the best team they can be. See, if we just turned up and we played our a game to a, a good standard today, I think it would have been a lot more comfortable. I think. I think what you want to look at and what the players I would imagine will certainly be looking at is what you know. You can play really well. The one thing you can't do, though, is... And the one thing you can't really f- escape is that analysts, coaches, players will all then spend time over the next couple of days looking at what could we do better. And it's quite clear in this game, untidiness, I think, to a certain extent. And, you know, I want to end this on a high when we're talking because this is a really great result for us today. Players going missing. We'll get our, we'll get um, to our goal in a bit. Guys kind of guys hiding away from the ball or not putting themselves in the right positions to impact the game. And obviously, the, I mean, the mistakes. I think it's a fairly straightforward one. You know, Scarrow, um, Carol Starfelt. I don't think that's a coaching point. I think that's one you just look at and you know, most people kind of shrug their shoulders and go, not again. You know, you don't do that again. And I don't think that's something you look at and say, look here, you get a body shape, this, that. I mean, he hasn't done that for us in a long, long time. So things like that. Why do you think he did do it? Do you, do you think like I just think? Well, I think. Do you think I, it was I, a Juranovic? again gets he gets given a clean pair of heels despite the fact that he wants to show me the line. <laughs> so he's a right-footed left back, which means it's he then has to adjust his body shape. So it is uncomfortable, and it's not what you're used to. The one thing though that he just gets completely taken down the wrong side, and he. Gets by him. Starfield was in a good position. All he has to do is come across. He comes block. Right, he runs right to him. You know the best outcome probably is a corner if he just stands up and like it's, it's a rush even as a, a rush to the blood to the head. Even as it? a penalty, it's just the cheapest as well because he doesn't actually clean him out. When I think Sakala puts his foot down, his foot catches Starfield and then it takes it away, and it's just like it's the most it's the most Rangers. Rangers, a Rangers penalty, as in <laughs> technically it is a penalty. Honestly, see if you could have the game back and you couldn't change anything tangible. The one thing I'd change is just mm. look, they still got a penalty, just clean them out. Like, as see, in, see, just absolutely take him knee high, well, no knee high because that'd be a red card, but mm. foul them 
but clear them out. But instead, it's like just a it's a technical foul as yeah. opposed to an actual. I know. I actually fucking smashing. See, even with the penalty, you can see it ticking. Up. Who was the ref? I can't even remember his name now. John Beaton. I remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember his name. Sorry, it was, it was Colin. I knew it was Beaton or uh, Colin. Oh, we'll, 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 we'll get to Colin. We'll get to Colin. We'll get to Colin. But. Um, you could even think him ticking over in his head because I don't know. Look, he's just right. He just sits. He, Alan just sits <laughs> and he's just heard the name and it's just seething. See if you went back five years, I'm not sure he gives that penalty. No, and that's that's genu- genuinely when they're dying to give penalties against us because he actually did that. Because see, for me, Sakala stands on Starfelt's foot and getting kind of dragged along by the kind of the, the momentum of the tackle. It's it's a nonsense. By today's standards, it's a penalty. And but don't, I, I stood but, up and went... Uh, but I, don't I... I is, is this a family show? I can't say what I said at the time, can I? Uh, you probably was, can't. Was, no, no. It I... was ridiculously stupid from Starfelt in terms of what he <laughs> That's did. That's not what he said. That's a gentleman. That is exactly. Um, there's lots of people listening in. You absolute... Did he? Uh, I mean, it, it was it was Carol Staffel in the very early days when we all thought when he gave the penalty against at Hearts, and you maybe thought because he's been flawless for us, genuinely, really, really reliable, um, and hopefully it's just you know hopefully it's just a mistake, and you know you don't you don't you don't, uh, you know as, as, one, it, 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 as someone who really really likes Carol Staffel, right? Um, your favourite player, apparently, apparently is, um, is but he? yeah, in the world, oh. <laughs> well. If, it must be, because your favourite Celtic player should be... My favourite current Celtic player. Right, okay. So, yeah, actually, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, that is my favourite player in the world. Um, but no, no, as someone who loves him, um, I just don't know why he did it. Like, you know, rush a blood to the head, and it was one of those, I'm going to make this tackle no matter what. You, like, you could see it from the, the thingy. And, but, you know, other than that, I think, I don't think he does too much wrong, but... You know, he didn't have a great game. I don't think overall he didn't have a great game. Yeah, I don't think he did either. And then after that, it didn't... He didn't look as it didn't, it didn't, Yeah, yeah, of course. We'll talk but about his partner shortly, though, because, my oh my, what a fucking second half that was. It goes back into the, yeah, the whole back four being unsettled by the Taylor injury. Because mm-hmm. I genuinely think Starfield's performance was, was impacted by that. Yeah, I that's think so as well. I think that's the point. Uh, lots of people listening in. Uh, Chris Riley just messaged and said, Hail, uh, hail, enjoying the chat. Uh, Dave has messaged and said, uh, thanks for getting involved with the uh, live stuff. You, uh, Jack um, has just messaged, hey guys, Jack here, listening from Southampton. What are your guys' thoughts that we can get a draw despite playing poorly? I think it speaks to the level we're at, especially compared to them. They have to be on it, but we can get the results without having playing as well. Love the plod, guys. Hail, good point. Hail. Great good point. point, Jack M. Um, it is a good point, and it's a point. I mean, I made Ari's that point earlier. Mm. I don't mm. know. Something about Jack's Jack. Jack. Fucking Jack from Southampton raises it, and all of a sudden it's a fucking good point. Do you know what I mean? It's a wee bit more. I don't know. Erudite. To the point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, but joking aside though, like, um, there is something about the fact that we were really poor. Not really, I don't want to say really poor. Really poor sounds like we were thingy, but. Let's but, get to the big moments in the game. Come on. Thank you. Thanks to Jack, Chris. Cheers, Jack. No, no, that, that was. He let's stop. showed you up there, didn't he? Let's stop fumbling about in the sofa, lads. Let's get up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I mean by that. Oh my. <laughs> oh, like, I don't know what I mean by that. Um, there was some changes before like, before we talked to the girl. There was uh, some changes. Uh, O'Reilly and Forrest came off. Uh, Moira Bada came on. Uh, Gigi and Jota came on for Maida and Hatati. But we were 2-1 down and we were huffing and puffing. And, uh, you know, we, we weren't playing particularly well. But 
all of a sudden, uh, Kyogo Furuhashi, who we were all um, cursing. I thought we would have discussed the potential penalty first. Okay, you go to that. Uh, VAR, because we've had you, lots uh, of comments. You were rigid about this. I don't think you should quote your actual quote from the time. <laughs> I will like, quote my actual quote. The time. Well, I go to the, the bathers. water closet. Uh, so... The fact of the matter is, we've had lots of comments and lots of content uh, uh, from people uh, about VR. We've had literally lot. We've had hundreds of uh, WhatsApp just saying VR for fuck's sake. Yep. Um, you got my text. Excellent. Because <laughs> we ratty face. Um, I mean, the VR ridiculousness of it. Um, thoughts, Alan? Yeah, I think we were denied at least two penalties. Well. Let's the the first one I think is worth discussion. A couple of things. This is a Sky game, so the officials have access to the angles that Sky have. So this isn't a game where it's six cameras and they're all fixed. You know, I don't know how many Sky cameras cover Celtic Rangers games, but yeah, it's a lot. It's you know certainly more than six. Sky only shows one replay, and it's from an angle. It's actually. It's clear that one thing that Conor Goldson's hands are in unnatural positions. The average uh, male <laughs> has his and female has their hands by their sides. So an unnatural position is anybody else. And yes. he's, they're in by his body, but they're in front and they're out and they impact the wall. The sky camera at the time, because they don't have anything, or certainly we don't see anything that shows the ball clearly being moved by the hand. I think that is crucial. Yeah. Because his hands are not where they should be. They're in an unnatural in, position. And they're kind of slightly out from his body and they impact the ball. You need to, We need to see these angles and we, we need to look at it. We need to not just look at it and see, but it's quite hard to see because the shot is quite unclear how much it hits it, but it's because it's from such a short distance. But look, from history, we know that it doesn't really matter how close the player is. If it hits your hand and you're hand is in an unnatural position that affects the movement of the ball, especially towards goal, then that generally would then be awarded as a penalty. It's, pr- it's done pretty quickly. Um, there's no movement to the monitor. Willie Collum doesn't recommend we don't anything. See, we, don't, we don't see John the Beaton replays. Keeps, John Beaton keeps telling, um, I think it's Cal McGregor, he keeps telling him, I didn't see it. So he's entirely reliant then on Willie Collum. Um, and, you know... You probably wouldn't have seen it because it did happen so quickly. But this is the point, you know. Matt O'Reilly's penalty at home against Ross County, the referee was, you know, quite happy to defer to VAR, um, and that was fine. It's just I don't understand how when your arms are there. Do you think they would have got it? Well, I <laughs> is the short, very succinct answer. But I don't understand the process by which he's been told and there's nothing to see here. Move on. Um, the second one is quite. It's kind of hard to you see. You guys talk about this. I'm going to go pee. Uh, uh, okay, that's nicer to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just don't understand how you go from that process of it's hit his hand, but I don't deem it sufficient for you to go and look at. I mean, at the time we didn't see much from Sky, but because obviously we get the one angle. But his arms are out. It hits them, and then we just move on, and it's corner. I, I don't know what we're doing with handball anymore. I really well, don't. We've, we've talked about it quite recently on the weekly it's it's either one thing it's either they're biased against Celtic or there has been a discernible change in the way that they address handballs in the box yeah. the Matt O'Reilly one the Burnaby one I'm assuming you've talked about that when I was 
before you know, when I wasn't here. Um, that see if they were refereeing to the standards when they gave those penalties. That's a penalty today. Yeah. Goldson's handball again uh, up at Pitodri rules out that winner oh, as yeah. well. Remember that one. As you well. know. Okay. Not just generally talking about today. It seems as if there's been a change now. There's only two conclusions to come from it that they're not giving them against them or they've changed the way that they're dealing with handballs, right? And I can't be bothered going down the, the whole... Yeah, well, you know what I'm thinking here. Every, everybody that's listening to this knows exactly <laughs> where this is going. But, but the point being is, though, is would, would they have got that? I would be very shocked if they hadn't given mm, that yeah. at home, you know, for them in a game of this magnitude. And that's what's so incredibly frustrating about it. Now, see, when I seen it at the time... I didn't get wound up about it. And the reason I didn't get wound up about it is because I thought, one, we're not getting it. And two, I don't, you know, if, if you're asking me personally, I don't think that should be a penalty. But in line with the laws of the game, yeah. it should. I think the, the thing That's that we the were thing. all saying at the time as well was that, look, see when something is kind of dubious and it's maybe going to go to VR and it's Celtic, honestly, I do feel just saying, do you know what? Just skip Play the two on. minutes and yeah, just let us, that, yeah. let us just take the corner because we all know how this is going to pan out and we'll sound mental, but that's just the way of it. And so it's that way you just think, do you know what, just dispense with the, the arsing about and just let the corner go and we'll just crack on. See some of these things with the penalties though, and this is what annoys me, and well, let's, we're getting into the short history of VAR and Scottish football, right? The penalty stuff can get murky just in terms of how you're interpreting it. The one that still absolutely boils my blood is the Jota goal against Motherwell in offsides because there's people that said to me, VAR's going to be handed you know, to them in a plate in terms of some of these decisions, right? But I always thought offsides something that is going to be ruled out conclusively. Yeah. You're going to know exactly. Uh, yeah. and I, you'll, think, I think I argued that literally on this, in this fucking room and, on and, multiple occasions. And like. we did, and we did. And that one was so ridiculous that... I'm still not convinced that they actually had a clue whether that was onside or offside. And that's what's frustrating about VAR, you know. Like it or lump it, it's here, right? It's one of these things that's not going to go anywhere, right? So you need to get used to it being here. The, the argument isn't about bringing it in now, it's about how it's operated and things like that. It, there's nothing more frustrating. You've said this for years, Alan, in terms of how referees referee games, whereas a foul might be, some referees would give a foul in the first five minutes, but they wouldn't give it in the 65th minute. That's what's frustrating. You should be consistent and confident in terms of seeing these incidents and being able to, you know, within a margin of error, accept whether they're going to be given or not. See, when it comes to us, you've not got a clue. And you always err on the fact that we're not going to get them. And that's when you start going down a certain route with your thought process, you know? Yeah, um, regarding the the goal from... That was diplomatic. <laughs> Brother beaten. <laughs> okay, Sorry. Okay, here we go. Have a listen. Just have a listen. You're only going to hear it. Jota, capable of a, a moment of magic. Here's Moy. Ryan Jack blocks it. Oh, and again, but will it fall here for Celtic? It will! It's Kyogo! Goal. Another late strike from Celtic to save the day, to save the Derby day, and that's his first goal in this Derby. Well, Jota starts it, gets past Tavernier here. Jota. And then this ball into Aaron Moy. He gets it across, and then the strength of Yakumakis 
keeps it away. And look at the reaction of Kyogo. He scores, but he runs after the ball. He's looking for another one. It's a brilliant finish when you want a bit of control in the business area of the pitch. Kyogo gives you. It's another late goal from Celtic. Uh, outrageous. Uh, just, uh, just a finish that I didn't see coming, personally. Um, but that goal really did something to us. Uh, we had we had a period of like maybe three or four minutes after that where we thought, actually, do you know what? We're going to go and win this, Chris. Uh, potentially, I thought that. And Walker, who's a really, really good goal. By the way, can I just say to people who are listening who maybe aren't necessarily familiar with Andy Walker, he used to play with Celtic. He he played in the, the, the centenary season. You're talking to Celtic fans here, you know? Well, you know, I just just younger player younger listeners who might not know, just because you wouldn't have a fucking clue if you or, or maybe listen some of our listeners abroad who get the Sky Sports feed, you wouldn't have a fucking clue well, well, Celtic. I mean him and I was saying this during the game to Alan, it was like Oh, you're in charge, he was talking about the referee in terms of ask somebody else's referee in the game here. That that's the point of VAR, right? <laughs> You can comment on whether or not it's implemented well or not, but the whole point of it is to amend clear and obvious errors. So if the referee misses something that's clear and obvious, that's why VAR's there. And he's sitting there as if he's yeah. absolutely raging this that they're looking outrageous. at a decision. He's, there's no point to him. It's not like he's... He adds Rangers, fa- Rangers, fans, Ra- Rangers fans aren't going to take to him. Celtic fans don't take to him. He's not down the middle enough that it's like unbiased. He's just a. F- anyway, what a finish, Alan! Absolutely outrageous. Do you know we were? <clears throat> full disclosure: we were absolutely slaughtering Kyogo. Oh yes, oh, was, I, because I, he was awful. Um, he contributed nothing to the game. He had one chance in the first half that he. Either swung at or dummied either way. It was a bad decision. He couldn't take a touch. He stopped making runs. Then he started making them when Gigi came on. It just was a really... And it felt like it was going the way of... Almost as if we were thinking, this is the derby that will cement that we need a new starting striker. And you know what? It might well be. But he left him on. It was his... Marcus told us an inspired decision despite us all absolutely couldn't believe it the calmness of the finish is superb um, excellent and I think really as well good. really oh, good look, the calmness of the finish side foot he doesn't lash at it he controls the finish really good centre ago as well but so you know Samani mentioned earlier Moy was instrumental on it Jota was really good I think maybe Jota had been on for maybe five six minutes before he we actually managed to get, get the ball on his feet yeah. because Rangers were sitting so deep and they were allowing him space out wide, but they weren't allowing him to come in. When we did get the ball out to him, though, all he has to do is come inside once. And that's what happens. That's the first time he gets inside the tavern there. And then he plays that pass, which we genuinely thought was offside. Genuinely. Not because I thought it was actually offside, but, but I just it? thought the... Uh, it, it we, looked, we scored, it was we the, scored the goal, side. yeah. Moy was the other side of the defender. And it made me think, nah, he's probably... We, we, he scored, we, we scored the goal and yeah, yeah, so. we scored the goal. none of us really celebrated. We all kind of waited. You ran out the room, Alan. And um, we saw the replay and he was miles on. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's the thing about VAR, right? Because at that point... Yeah, it kills you. Yeah. We all started, he's outside! He's outside! Yes! <laughs> Just like that, actually. <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> but the, I think it kind of highlighted... 
not taking a try and boil the game down to a microcosm of, you know, one movement. But you had the composure of Jota to... He, he doesn't... I don't even know if you would say he beat Tavernier. But he's able to step inside and buy himself He made space. an absolute fool out of him. Correct. Of the and coward. Then, and then Moy steps forward, steps into a space that then makes either a midfielder follow him or a centre-half pick him up. And from then on, it's, oh, look, it's a wee bit messy. But it's really important to have those players that can get you into those areas. And that's what it kind of felt like. We spent a lot of the game struggling to actually just get the ball into areas where things like that could happen. First 20 minutes, it felt like it would be a free-for-all. Then for the next 60, nothing. As soon as you go goal down, that's what it became. Can we get the ball into areas where we might not score, but you put the ball into situations and that's yeah. exactly what it was. And look, it's really good. Really good from Jota. Superb from Moy. Jack Marcus plays his part and Kyogo gets what is a really massive goal Scoring against Rangers is what it's about if you're a Celtic striker. There's mm. no doubt about it. You have to. Look, he's not played well today. I think he's played really poorly. He's got himself in the score sheet and his form at the moment in terms of goal scoring is superb. So, mm-hmm. happy days. It's a massive goal. It takes the momentum entirely away from Rangers and puts it way back into our favour. Happy days. He, he deserves our applause for it. One thing I'll say is, is, is as Celtic supporters today, we're pointing at Juranovic and thinking, you know, that's really poor. Tavernier scores the penalty for them today, but he's really got a, a poor hand in both goals. And he because he's a coward. Well, see after the first goal, that's ex- no, <laughs> well, that's, no, no. Just say it, come no, no, on. I did say it, and I will say it. What I said after the first goal is that underlines twice with a pen that what we've been saying for a long time, not only about Tavernier but about Goldson. See if you get at them, they fold. They're yeah. not good under pressure. That's exactly what happened with the first goal. And with the second goal, you see defensively, and he's done it before against us as well, defensively, Tavernier is so far short of what is required. That's unbelievable. We hadn't, you know, you know, they see that ball out the park or, or whatever, and we don't score. He's coming off that park as, you know, the hero. He scored the yeah. penalty and he's won that. But what it does now is, and don't get me wrong, there'll be Rangers fans out there sitting going like that. How poor was he for that? That was terrible. That was poor. There's question marks about them. And he's one of their leaders. Goldson's one of their leaders. Morelos as well. As much as we're going, that's really poor. He should have scored that. Yet again, he's missed chances against us. So when we're talking about the psychology of this, we are picking apart our deficiencies. deficiencies. So will they be. And some of their biggest players today really didn't do what they needed to do. Morelos missed those chances. Goldson... Tavernier, poor for the goals. Delicious. Delicious. Uh, absolutely great. Love it. Love it. Um, when we look at when we look back at this result, Alan, maybe at the end of the season, mm-hmm. probably a pretty big result. Yeah, I think, you know, six points available, taking four. Um, played really well in one, played, I think, really badly in another. You went to that game today... I think we talked about the lunch club. I'm not taking a roll back, but it was a must win for Rangers and the dynamics of the title. I think I don't think for Michael Beal it was a must win because he's got enough goodwill because he's won four of his now four of five and he's not lost against Celtic. Now I know that you might think it's hard to divorce. He his aims are a wee bit different. His stock needs to build. So Rangers probably I think had to maybe win it. Um to win, to have the title in their control. They didn't, but he probably still thinks he comes out relatively well. 
but there's no changing for us. That's a huge, huge result. And that goal is really important. I think, I don't think Rangers played particularly well today. I think we played quite badly. But you still go there, you throw in that performance. You kind of bookend it with 10 minutes really good at the start, 15 minutes good, uh, sorry, 10 minutes really well at the end, 15 minutes at the start. You bookend it and then in the middle you just complete ham. But you still come away with a result. That's a good feeling. Oh. Like That's a really big feeling. And uh, uh, Yeah, I think that's the way you've got to look at it. You've got to come away with it. We play badly sometimes. We played really badly, I think, Livingston at home, I think it was. And we walked away from Celtic Park having won and that was it. And you just put it out of your mind. This one's a bit different because you play badly and you get a result there. You take that as a win. That is a massive result. I'm absolutely fucking delighted with it. And it leaves the league really heavily in our hands now. And it starts to... We're not at a stage where Rangers need snookers, but yeah. you know they're going to have to... We're going to have to drop points elsewhere. So no complacency, but we're in a really good position. And we've come out of this period, new manager bounce for Rangers, everything. We've come out of it on par, so... Happy days, happy holidays, happy Christmas, happy New Year, everything. We've new manager bounced uh, Michael Beale's face off the fucking concrete, am I right, Chris? We have indeed, Christopher. <laughs> like that, you like that, eh? What I'll say about Beale, though, is... A wee boy that he's lancing, that boy. <laughs> what Beale did that Van Bronckhorst hadn't done for a boy was he made us work today. He unsettled us. Now, what we get from them is exactly that. I don't think they played well, but... I do think they made us play poorly. I'll give them that. But what you've got now is Do you think they made us play... Just before we kind of finish up, do you think they made us play poorly? There's a a balance to it, yeah. And I think that they they got in our faces a bit in terms of the pressure, not giving us time in the ball. So that did affect us, you know. You don't want to give them anything. But in terms of the way that they set up, I do think that that impacted on it. But what today, I think, did was draw a line under the honeymoon period because they were really lucky at Ibrooks against Hibs. They were really lucky, even Petodre. luckier at Petodre. They've now came, they were a moment away from beating us, which would have been a huge shot in the arm and they haven't done it. But now what you're going to do is you've got a squad and you've got them set up in a certain way where they're going to struggle against lesser teams, I think. Not all the time, but a lot of the time they don't have the quality. Their, their, their entire team is built up to stifle and be kind of rigid and things like that. See, when you're trying to break down teams that are sitting back a wee bit, that's going to be really hard for them. What we need to do is we're just going to have to keep doing what we're doing. We're going to see them, see how they cope against that, getting results. What's key, though, is as much as if you get a late equaliser, you're always going to be fairly happy, I would be a lot less happy if that was at Celtic Park. What I think that we need to do in the next game against them is to impose the way that we've been playing against them before. And I would be expecting, nay, demanding a far more comfortable uh, performance against them to almost say, you know, we are in charge here. We are still the better team. You know, that happened the last time, but now we're showing you exactly what we can do. And seeing the intervening period between that, I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped more points because they are... They aren't a good team. They aren't a, a, an entertaining team. The only thing that you can say between Beale and Van, Bron- Van Bronckhorst is he's made them a wee bit more, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for, a wee <laughs> bit more rigid, a wee bit more... Yeah. Go on. No, 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 stiffer. Stiffer. 
Oh, wee bit more, <laughs> wee bit more difficult to anyway, break down. This has been the reaction. <laughs> That's enough from us. That's <laughs> enough from us. I think we're, uh, we're going down a going down a rabbit hole. But um, uh, this has been fantastic. Uh, Celtic have uh, you know we got a draw where we uh, we didn't necessarily perform particularly well, but you know we basically put them in their place. Uh, Alan Edgar, pleasure as always. Sir. No, I've enjoyed it. It was nice to watch the game in uh, all your company. Uh, Good result, happy days, nice kind of way to round off a holiday, so thanks very much for having me. Lovely stuff. Chris Armani, pleasure. Terrific, nine points clear. Yes. Shout out to Marcus McLeod, shout out to Claire Wilde, shout out to Stuart Duggan. Uh, we had such a fantastic time uh, watching it and uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, in a couple of days, we're going to take a couple of days off, but um, this has been The Reaction and we'll speak to you down the road. <laughs>